you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we started this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. So this past week, this uh, this is the week of the 15th of March. So today is actually the 20th of March, Friday the 20th of March. And um, I live in California in the U.S. And this week, as of yesterday evening, midnight this morning, is we are on a kind of a lockdown where everybody's ordered to stay in as much as possible and only be out for essential services. And this is because of the COVID-19 and the coronavirus. So, uh, of course, many of you have already known that COVID-19 is the disease that the coronavirus, the novel coronavirus causes. And today I wanted to kind of focus on a little bit of like all the things that are being done on the positive side uh, that's coming out from, you know, trying to control this uh, issue. So uh, for me, at my workplace, they've issued a work from home policy for any staff that is non-essential to the clinical workflow of the, you know, the entire hospital. So anybody that can work remote needs to work remote. And uh, this is to ensure the safety of everybody that's working so that, you know, anyone that has a high risk. Uh, they are less likely to be exposed. And anyone who uh, is not a high risk, they're less likely to catch it and be a carrier. So uh, so that's one of the good things that they're doing now. Um, it's not just my place. It's many places around the area that I, I'm aware of that has started to institute the work from home policy. And, you know, w- with that, there's also a start of using telemedicine. So I know that the place I work right now, uh, they actually started using telehealth telemedicine to allow patients to be uh, screened and interviewed like through telemedicine services. And it's pretty crazy how quickly they were able to do this. Uh, it was just, you know, announced on Monday, right? Like about all these things that are changing in our county. And as of today, they already started instituting a bunch of the telehealth services for many of the patients. And, um, you know, other things too is that for the telehealth services, patients who are having symptoms of um, potentially COVID-19, they can actually uh, video conference with a provider or maybe just talk to a provider through the phone or some kind of service that they would ask them questions, they would assess them through the telehealth service to kind of, uh, you know, potentially diagnose or uh, give recommendations based on the probability chance of them having it, um, you know, quarantine or what they can do at home or when they can come in for emergency services if it gets really severe. So it's really good that they're already using this technology that's been available. But now that because we have this pandemic, it's actually pushing them to use it a lot faster and adopt it a lot faster. So, so right now, um, I was also looking on healthcareitnews.com. Telehealth is being used for the pandemic in other institutions as well. And the CDC is actually urging the public health and uh, medical staff to use telehealth for any kind of non-urgent communication. So anything that is potentially, you know, minor issues, like maybe a skin lesion or, uh, you know, some kind of like uh, allergic symptoms for typical allergies, things like that. But so after deploying these telehealth solutions, people who are suffering from other conditions, not COVID-19, can still get their help. They can still get their recommendations without actually entering these uh, hospitals, entering these clinics that may expose them having risk to, you know, contract the virus. So uh, it's it's really great that, you know, this is actually being used now. And not only is it helping patients, but it's also helping the healthcare workers, like the providers, right? Providers, nurses, pharmacists, all of that. So providers are the essential people to take care of patients. So if we use telehealth, we are also minimizing the risk for the providers so that they are available so that they can continue to provide care to 
anybody else because, you know, once they get sick, they have to be quarantined and then they may not be able to provide care for these patients. And we also have patients who are on chronic medications, on chronic conditions. They need to have these scheduled uh, consultations or scheduled meetings with their providers to make sure their regularly chronic condition is not worsening or something like that. So, yeah, so the past week, I mean, the past few weeks, there's been a huge surge of telehealth. And um, it's it's really great to see that that's happening. It's unfortunate that it took, you know, it takes this kind of big event to increase the use of telehealth, but at least it's happening now. The the only drawback, I think, uh, with telehealth right now is that testing purposes, like for, you know, blood test or um, antibody test or anything like, you know, that they need to take a sample, it's still going to be limited because, of course, telehealth is just a video or audio or, uh, you know, some kind of like communication between an interface right so it's not like they can actually take your blood so there's still that limitation and i, I don't really know what they're going to be doing in the future but you know it's, it's something to look out for to see like what happens after the pandemic and seeing if like telehealth is here to stay or if it was just a temporary measure for this kind of service so in another news item is a health catalyst they unveiled two new systems and a service for the COVID 19 response so healthcare analytics uh, company Health Catalyst, they're like a vendor that provides analytics software. So they are providing two new systems, right, for the COVID-19 outbreak and pandemic. So these services are going to be uh, available for their domestic client, and it's going to be starting to launch at the end of this month, which is pretty fast. So the technology that they're using, it's actually all these systems that's going to be offered to all the clients, and there will be no incremental cost through the end of 2020, which is really nice because, you know, it's really tough right now for a lot of institutions, organizations, even individuals about like finances and all this unpredictability, right? So they're offering this at no cost to their clients and it's going to be helping them with tracking. It's going to be helping them with compiling information. Um, it's going to automate the process and produce like uh, the results for you know actionable reports, uh, things like that, using all the data that's available to provide uh, these analytics that will allow the users to take action on it. So uh, it's really nice that they're actually doing this for free. And, you know, it's stories like this on the health care IT side that kind of just um, says, you know, we're all in this together and we're trying to use the technology as much as we can and then try to get through this together. Uh, the other thing I wanted to note, too, is that not only that, but Microsoft and uh, Locum, they are offering their service to NHS for free. So Microsoft Teams, if you haven't uh, heard of that already, it's kind of like uh, Slack. It's like a it's like a teamwork, uh, team communication application, and uh, they are going to be using it in NHS in England and Scotland to uh, enable greater communication no matter where they are. This is going to be really great for all the people doing work remotely, and it's nice that you know this is being offered to them for free. So there's also instant messaging in it, and there's a calling platform, and they're all using it together with their security systems. And Locum, they're also allowing something called Nest for the NHS to use. And it's uh, starting to be used for free from yesterday. Uh, and this is a shift matching software. So this will allow them to recruit more providers on a temporary basis in response to like all the increase of providers that they need for the COVID-19 outbreak. So it's really nice again to hear that, you know, all of this is happening and everyone's like working together. No one's trying to make a profit right now. They're just trying to get this uh, through together and they're offering their services for free, like from Microsoft and from Loco. So. But yeah, uh, so if you guys want to hear more about uh, healthcare IT news, you can check out their website at healthcareitnews.com. That's actually where I go for checking out the news on healthcare IT and staying updated in that world. And just wanted to remind you guys, stay quarantined, stay safe, stay healthy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT Me.
right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-I-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. Thank you.